morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Hey, welcome to the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Well, thank you. And uh, welcome to everyone who's listening to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yeah. Hey, Ray, I have to ask you, what do you think about my artwork? Uh, I like it. Yeah? Yeah. I, you know, are those I, all original pieces? They they are. You know, I uh, when I was on the road a lot, I, one of the ways that I came home and, and, you know, my stress reducer, my meditation time, if you will, okay. was I would paint. And I haven't painted in probably two years, but... Because you haven't been stressed? <laughs> maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like them. Cool. I can, like te- I can teach a, you how to do it. A lot of... Uh, what, are they, what is... Uh, what do they call them? Landscapes? W- wonderful little mistakes or something like that. Uh, <laughs> That's Bob Ross. Yeah, Bob Ross. Yeah, he would say, uh, there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. Happy accidents. That's what yeah. we got going on up there. You think I've got a lot of those, I you think, say. yeah. You, you have turned happy accidents into an art form. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're well, good. You know, Bob Ross is my... Uh, he, he he's my major influence. Okay, so I can see some I, of that. Yeah, I can see how you would call yeah. my artwork "Happy Accidents." Yeah, no, I, I shoot, I, I would, I would hope to be able to produce something that good. Well, well, I, what I like about the art is, yeah. Well, we have one of these huge power boats going by on the river. Oh, it's one of those big cigarette boats. Yeah, I think it's a fountain. You familiar with those fountain boats? Yeah, they, don't they do races right out here? Uh, I think they do that on the lower side of the dam, oh, down towards downtown. I think they. I thought, but, they, they, but there's definitely a few who practice up here. Okay, I lived uh, for a little while on a condo right on the ocean, down in South Florida on the east coast, uh, down Hillsborough Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just uh, just south of Boca Raton. And is that how you say it there? What uh, Boca Raton? Boca Raton, yeah. yeah. Uh, mouth of the rat. That's <laughs> what it's that translated. What it yeah, mouth of the rat. <laughs> but uh, so, and they would have those races, right? With those big, I guess you know what you're you calling those race boats. Yeah. That had the little helicopters that would follow them, oh. right? The little two seater helicopters that would follow them and radio down, you know, okay. kind of what was coming up and. And all of that, you'd see them just skipping across the top of the water back and forth. And, what do you uh, think they're doing? A hundred, hundred miles no per hour. I got no idea, but I remember it would when they would take off on the start of that race. Yeah, it would shake the entire building. Now, are those the hydrofoils with the two? Things? Yeah, with the two things on there, the two pontoons know. or whatever. Right, skids or. All right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean the whole. It, it was you were not missing that. You knew on. that that was going to kind of like the Blue on. Angels performing. Right. You knew. It shook the whole building. But it was cool to watch. Yeah. It was a lot cool. of fun. Well, that's I enjoy this as well, seeing those huge boats oh, come yeah. by, flying by. But uh, not everybody enjoys that. No, that's, yeah. That's something I, w- I would like to try someday. Yeah? Sure. What about and skydiving? You, and you see them when they're skipping across, and sometimes they'll get air yeah and they all go, of a sudden they just go up like a kite yeah oh god you would like to do that well now that's not really the part i'm looking forward to it's more the high speed across the water you're an adrenaline junkie is that it right? i don't know if i'm a junkie do you uh, have a motorcycle 
Uh, I don't currently know. This, see, this is what's funny. Is I have it? had knowing you four different bikes. You, you have had, but you, you recently bought a sailboat. I did, which is like the opposite of adrenaline junkie yeah. purchases. No, it could be. Have you ever been on a sailboat when the wind's... Man, come on. You brought like a 12-footer, right? right? Those are the ones, man. When you got that thing up on its side and, you really? know... Oh, gosh. And you're hanging off, holding it's, it's on not this. It's not that you're going at some incredible speed. Yeah. But it's that, it's yeah, that you, you get right over. to the point where that thing can flip. And it's kind of like, you know, we were talking before the program and you said... When you first started riding a motorcycle, yeah. you went and asked people, it was your first bike, you know, to give you advice on having a motorcycle. And the guy who told you there's two motorcycle riders, those who have been in an accident and those who are going to be in an accident, right? I mean, it's yeah, that's it. Well, same thing with sailboat. It's those who have flipped the sailboat or those who will flip the sailboat. Yeah, there's, no, there's but I mean you're going point, you're going like you know Mach point one right uh, yeah I don't you're know going, if you would use the Mach uh, speed what is it? two rating system mile. no two it, nautical uh, miles per hour it it feels like you're not, moving it's I, knots right is that how you did speed? yeah and I I've, I've never clocked you're it. going one knot. You are not going in slow motion. You feel the there is some speed there when that wind hits. <laughs> now those catamarans on a that they race on TV, those those guys are cruising. Okay, well, right? I mean they're like forty feet wide. They're up on one, whatever those things are called. Right. Of the cat, they're on one catamaran. So you figure if wind can push those things at a decent speed, yeah. how much easier is it going to be for that same wind? <laughs> To push something smaller oh, and lighter. Now, now let's talk about the area of a triangle ray because your sail is much smaller. Right, but it has less to push <laughs> or pull, depending on you know. Yeah. Your... All right, so we're talking like a Prius versus a Lamborghini. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're, they race them. These Zuma sailboats, they do racing. It's like twelve feet long. And, and I'll show you some people. videos of these guys. I mean, they okay. they're moving and. Yeah, you, and that's what you're doing. You don't want to. I mean, I I haven't yet. We've been out a couple times on it. And we've we've had it up on its Did side. Did you wear the orange life jackets? I no. can see. I can see. Like, no. what about Bob? Right. I'm sailing. Right. I'm sailing. No, no. That's, it's, it's a small you, little fun sailboat <laughs> out on our lake. And uh, but yeah, the wind with some wind gusts, that thing will it'll really yeah it'll All make right. you white knuckle. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I reserve judgment on that. Right. Till I examine the facts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you and your facts. <laughs> I got some facts for you. Uh, let me send you a facts, Ray. All right. Hey, what are we talking about today on Saturday morning sales meeting? So we were reading a, a post from somebody and they were talking about you know some of the essentials do's and don'ts for a salesperson and one was staying motivated right staying excited i think is how they put it yeah yeah and so yeah we we kind of began a discussion and with the beginning of that discussion we decided hey let's hit record and yeah so i think the uh the gist of the post was Stay motivated. Stay excited about the product that you're promoting. Right. And I think that's hard 
for you know whether you're a vendor whether your your customer is a dealership or whether your customer is you know a, a person looking for a new car and you're a salesperson it's hard to go through because we've talked about it before the majority of sales is hearing no right and so it's easy to get discouraged by hearing those multiple no's right and you it's possible to forget the solution that you're providing for your customer. Yeah. I think that's the key right there. Yeah. Is is if you're not promoting a product that you believe in, that you wholeheartedly think is going to enhance your customer's life, then I don't care what you're selling. You're not going to be very successful. Yeah. And, and it's also that you're going through your your sales your sales pitch, let's say, over and over and over again, right? So it's easy for it to just become a, okay, let's go through this again, right? Uh, let step me show one, you this, step two, and let step me do three, that. Step four, let's yeah. go for the ride, and let's. And and I think it takes a conscious effort. It takes concerted energy to remind yourself or to get your mindset on. Be excited, right? Yeah, it may be the 112th time that you've gone through this, but it's the first time your customer has heard it. Right. Yeah, so I think that's a very valid point. Absolutely. Yeah. And how do you do that, John? Well, that's a great, great question. I think it comes down to believing in your product. Yeah. It, It comes down to having a genuine belief inside your soul right. that what you are providing is helpful to the person you're providing it to. Right. I mean, you think about healthcare workers. You know, why do they get up and go in every day to the nursing home or to the medical facility? You know, it's because they feel like, you know, the good ones at least, feel like what they're doing has a positive impact on the world right. and on society. Yeah. And, and I think that Salespeople, no matter what you're selling, you ought to feel the same way about what you're offering to your customers. Absolutely. And I would feed off of the excitement. If I could get them excited about something, that would be the motivation for my excitement, right? So my goal was to see their eyes light up. Yeah. Right? So if I can throw out a couple different options on this vehicle, features, benefits, as soon as I see them ask more questions about one or go, wow, that's really cool. Or, hey, honey, come over here and check this thing out. Yeah. Now I got, yeah, oh, okay, so this excites you. Let me go in a little more detail with that. Right, which that goes back to knowing all of the features and benefits of your product. You have to be an expert on the spectrum of how your product will benefit multiple customers. Right interests right multiple customers and and, you know one guy might come in and he's looking at a dodge charger because he wants to go fast yeah and another customer might come in and they love the minivan because they have six kids right well you have to as a salesman know how to sell to all of the that gamut of of prospects and you don't have to know everything there is to know about everything on the vehicle but you you must have at least a few things of knowledge that are 
feature benefit related or of excitement to those people who are focused on whether it's performance, safety, appearance, durability. I mean, all of the, the categories of areas that people are concerned with, right? And will have a, a higher or lower level of concern within that area. I think we can break them down into major categories. Right. But it certainly wouldn't hurt. The more product knowledge you have, you know, it doesn't no. hurt to be the expert. Yeah. Just don't let your position of selling be that I'm the, uh, you know, product knowledge expert. Right. You know, let, let's, hey, I'm all right with you knowing everything about everything. Right. But you don't need to spit that out to every customer. You yeah. Know, like you're saying, find, if I'm walking around a vehicle, you know, doing my vehicle presentation, and I say, you know, here here's the... Here are the safety features. You know, here it has this crush column here. And, you know, here's the uh, 5.0 V8 engine. It produces 300 horsepower or whatever. And then I walk around and I say, look at the trunk space. And he says, oh, wow, that's great trunk space. Oh, All right. Oh, that's what I'm going right. to talk about. Utility. Right? That's a big That's a big area for you. Right. Yeah. So, so you, now. You might touch on multiple. Right. Like you're saying, genres of influence. But getting back to kind of how we started this conversation is I find that's an easier thing to stay excited about and motivated in the selling process than trying to conjure up my own excitement for those things. I I think it's more effective to get excited about what the customer is right, excited about. Right, about getting them excited yeah, about what it is no, that I'm I selling. Totally... I don't care what it is, right? I mean, it could be anything but if i can get motivated and an internal kind of you know raise level of excitement based on my sharing information with you until i my goal is to find that that click within you that's going to make your eyes light up a little bit boy that that i can get excited about on a regular basis and it's not gonna it's not gonna lessen yeah i totally agree and it Again, you don't have to be the expert on everything to be a great salesperson. Well, and it's impossible. I mean, the well, cars are changing every year, right? I mean, it's well, a, I was going to say, but it does help. Oh, you, you know, yeah. The, the, the more product knowledge you have, the more ability you have to hit on those high points when a customer, like you're saying, you know, lights up yeah. about a particular feature or benefit. Well, and one other thing I say about sales regularly is, all i'm saying is don't be lazy yeah you know, no, le- learn no, all you absolutely. can about every vehicle you can if you're a salesperson and i go into it looking at you know i don't have to know everything about that car i just or a truck or whatever i just have to know more than the person i'm selling to <laughs> well see how you, you you're never going to know more about every customer that you encounter no right and we've talked about yeah. that but if that's my goal, then it's going to encourage me to continually Amen. be in a state yes. of learning, yes. gaining knowledge. doesn't right. mean you shouldn't try. You shouldn't aspire to be the product knowledge expert just because you know you'll never know everything about everything. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, do and, your best. Yeah. And you're going to gravitate to those areas that are most interesting to you. Yeah. However, I think it's a great, you know, I mean, they... They talk about spaced, right, as far as the areas of... Well, explain that to our listeners. So it's safety, performance, appearance, 
comfort, uh, economy, and durability. Okay. Right? So I want to make sure that it, I have at least a few points of interest or details of information on each one of those things because those are pretty well impact all of the primary areas that a customer might be concerned with, right? Some are much more concerned with safety. Some are going to be more concerned with performance, right? Like you were talking about that, that challenger customer right. who's in for the, you know, the, the zero to 60 right, time. Or right. Or appearance, right? They just want the new ones. And we talked about people who bought the new ones just because of, uh, or maybe we didn't talk about it, but I know in the, in the training I did recently, we were talking about people who traded in their vehicle when they started coming out with the LED lights just because they wanted the one with the LED lights on it. Because if they didn't have the LED lights, it was obvious theirs was an older one, right? right? right. So just to be able to increase in that that appearance was important to them, or or comfort might be their main thing, or economy. Yeah. And, and let me be clear: if you're a brand new salesperson, no, you don't have to know everything about everything. You can still sell cars and make a lot of money, but don't let that be a deterrent to learning all you can. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is whether you're Again, a vendor or a sales manager or a salesperson, know your product. I mean, I'm thinking, see, where I'm coming from in this point of view is as a vendor going to see a dealership right. and saying, you know, hey, I have a product you should be interested in. Well, you got to know what your competition's doing. Oh, yeah. You got to know what separates you from the competition. Sure. And, you know, to go back to our original point, you better be excited about what you're offering versus yeah. what your competitor is offering. Yeah. There better be some differences. Yeah. And and they ought to be differences you're excited about. Sure. Now, to relate that back to a salesperson, you ought to know why, you know, if you're a Ford salesperson, you ought to know why a Ford is better than a Chevy. Right. But if you're a Chevy salesperson, you ought to know why a Chevy is better than a Ford. Right. And, I mean, you've been in lots of dealerships as I have. Have you ever found a successful salesperson who didn't have a better than average working knowledge of the benefits of the product that they were selling? Hell yeah. That, that was a, a high yeah. producing? No, not a high producer. That's what I was saying. No, somebody who is. Uh, but I've know, seen several. That, right. That, that, that's why they weren't high exactly. producing. Exactly. That was my point. Yeah. So if somebody wants to be high producing, then you better. Yeah, really take stock of the product that you're selling and your knowledge therein. Right? Yeah, and we've I mean, talked about it before. It's 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 differences that make your product better. Yeah, right. You, you don't have to like we've talked about. You know, my old selling days of well, look at the bolts that hold on right. a Ford bed versus a Chevy bed. Well, the Ford bolts are longer and you know have bigger. a bigger diameter. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, we've talked about the story before. The customer tells me, John, I've never had a bed fly off of my truck. I don't care about the yeah, bolt. I'm good with the bolts. Well, yeah. Every right. brand I've ever had, their right. bolts were sufficient. Right. But, again, it's not necessarily better. It's a difference. Right. And all of these differences can add up to value. Sure. Yeah. Which, which you know, then we get into selling value versus price. Right. But not today. We're talking about the excitement <laughs> right, of the right. sale. 
But no, all of those things, I, I think, like you said, you hit on a key point is as a great salesman, you ought to have extensive knowledge about number one, your product, and number two, why it's different from other products. Yeah. And then the third thing is, is like you said, finding out by asking questions what key points your customer is interested in. Yeah. You know, I can sell the same product to a spectrum of customers and they might all buy it for different reasons. Right. I mean, I've certainly seen those salespeople who they themselves get excited with performance, right? And they're showing a vehicle that has some good performance aspects to it and they want to talk about the performance and the person they're selling to is all about appearance. Yeah, we right. talk about the Challenger or the Charger versus a minivan, but let's talk about like an SUV. Right. You know, that that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Right. And if Some, all I'm talking about is what excites me, yeah. well, I'm probably not going to win the day. Yeah. Some people might buy an SUV because of the storage capabilities, or I can put canoes on top, or I can put a lot of people in it, or, you know, it, it's off-road capabilities. Right. Well, I can't talk about one of or those things. Or it's tow capacity, right? Yeah, I'm planning yeah. on pulling something with this SUV. Yeah. Uh, but, or, but, you know, as opposed to the mom who's like, I will not drive a minivan. Yeah. So this but is I my only other option. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we, we have to be able, as salespeople, no matter what you're selling, you have to be able to speak to all of those customers and hear their excitement right and share that excitement and feed off of it yeah. yeah yeah that to me that's much easier than trying to you know every day go okay i gotta be excited again well I, I, yeah i, I want to motivate myself but i think you can find something to latch on to there where it's a lot easier to maintain a level of excitement all right. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening, and uh, we hope you'll join us again. We do appreciate it, and please listen again. Like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right, and these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.